From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Farm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here starting another week. The Ole Miss baseball team going 0 for 4 on the uh, on the week. Losing to Southern Miss in Pearl last Tuesday and then getting swept by Alabama to uh, to move to 0 and 6 in the SEC at home this, uh, this season. We'll talk a little bit about that today. Uh, Ole Miss had another scrimmage on Saturday for uh, for football. Still two weeks away from the uh, the Grove Bowl. Two Saturdays from uh, from now for that. So we did that a little bit today and throughout the uh, the week as well. And uh, whatever else comes up as uh, as we progress through the show today. A show brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway Six West in Oxford. Speed Pass Plus app. Oxford, uh, sorry, Exxon Mobile app. Download it. Use it. Take a picture of the QR code right there at the pump. You get a thousand bonus points. That equals ten dollars off your purchase at all Blue Sky locations in Mississippi, including the Oxford Exxon. The lunch special is five sixty nine, two sides of bread, thirty two ounce drinks. So take advantage of those things at the Blue Sky. And again, put these in the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Fords in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred is that number. Call it. Ask for uh, Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes and business hours. Right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. You get your quote, the rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. Guest will join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. A great place to go grab a burger or a po' boy, an appetizer, great beer selection, full bar, and more. I know a lot of people have uh, been stopping into uh, Rafters on some of the baseball weekends and such. Got a big, uh, massive weekend coming up in two weeks, so you want to make Rafters part of your plan. Again, Rafters, music and food on the square in Oxford and also in New Albany. So, um, yeah, 0-4 week for uh, for Ole Miss baseball. Again, getting, uh, getting swept by Alabama over the course of the weekend, losing um, 7-4, 7-3, and then that middle game, 12-10, the final for that one in extra innings. Um, look, there's a lot here, micro and macro. We're going to hit it a little more throughout the week. I kind of did a just a stream of consciousness sort of thing, about 2,000 words of baseball that I kind of spit out last night. You can read that at Rebel Grove. Um, I'm going to look at a couple of the things, big picture, small picture as the week moves on, because it's, it's sort of at that point right now as you've got all the things going on over the course of the top of the program um, that is very obvious, and then also a team that is struggling in all three phases right now. Uh, for Ole Miss, I don't frankly think they have a lot of confidence. I thought that even just sort of body language and the way Mike managed them as as humans over the course of the weekend was pretty interesting. And uh, as I as I led the thing last night, I mean the stats speak for themselves. They're four and eight in the SEC. Clearly not good. Um, the only other time Mike has been four and eight in the SEC through twelve games, two thousand thirteen. That's a team that did fight back and get to fifteen and fifteen. But that team had Bobby Wall and Mike Myers and. Alex Yarbrough, and there was there was some All-Americans on that team uh, that got off to a bad start. That team swept Alabama in week five, got it to seven and eight, and then sort of found a way to get to the postseason. 
this team has a lot of separate issues from that. Um, they're swept at home twice in a season in SEC play for the first time since 1997. Alabama and Mississippi State doing it in 1997. It's happened, obviously, two weeks in a row now with Tennessee and Alabama. They go play a very schizophrenic South Carolina team in Columbia Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't really know Does what it to start make. Thursday? Yeah, it's the next two weeks are Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mississippi State is Thursday, Friday, Saturday as well. So, oh, okay. Um, a lot of teams are doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week because of Easter. They do a lot of oh, staying off. That makes sense. Yeah, they do a Easter and Mother's Day sometimes are two days they'll play back if, gotcha. if, 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 if they would like to do that. So, look, we can break down pretty much anything here. Uh, there's a lot going on. Um, you know, what the startling thing for Ole Miss, and we'll get into bigger picture stuff today, the week, forever. I don't know. I mean, frankly, that's it, there's, a, there's a lot of Groundhog Day to this. Um, I know we make that joke every year, but – it's a little bit of a weird time from a coverage standpoint. I was thinking this when I was writing last night, and I had some comments on the, the message board, rebelgrove.com, that were fair, going, hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? Is barring something completely unforeseen, there's six weeks left in the regular season. Well, that's for sure. True. There's an SEC tournament Ole Miss at this point is trying to qualify for. There's a postseason, and I don't see Mike Mianko stepping down in the middle of a season. So it's not – necessarily time to talk about that sort of thing because it just is what it is right now. However, it is putting a cloud over everything where that still is the story no matter what is going on on the field at the time. So it makes for a pretty weird, complicated deal where you can't necessarily just ignore all the minutiae, but at the same time, there's a much bigger arc going on um, together. So that's that sort of thing. I mean, there's a lot here. Just kind of lead me through it if you want to. And we'll, we'll, well, what, do you, mean, what, what do you want to talk about? I think we address the elephant in the room at the top. Otherwise, we look like we're avoiding it. <clears throat> and that is... So, I haven't been out there to see them play. But I've watched I watched a good bit of the series this weekend. What's, and I've watched a good bit of their SEC games. Sure. Okay. And what strikes me about them when I watch them is compared to other teams in the league... and. You and I have talked about this, even in this, even in the league where it's just kind of this homogenous glob of teams, that there's not a lot of difference in them. Other teams are starting to do little things that do make them a little like LSU, for example. They pretty consistently hit it to the point that they're able to just sort of outlast some teams, right? So they and 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 you're starting to see them kind of put a little win here and there. They swept Mississippi State. State's got issues. Um, LSU's even found some bullpen stuff that sort of works. Yeah, yeah. Like Florida was in they got they got it handed to them on Thursday night, and they're in trouble at that moment. And they come back and and win two games, uh dominated Arkansas on Friday, and then kind of out hit Arkansas on Saturday in a way that if you're Florida, I wrote this in Ten Thoughts, if you're Florida, I, I think that's a turning point. Like you see some things, and they have pitching. They have enough pitching that you can go, okay, we could get on, we being Florida, we could get on a run here. We could get rolling here. We got a shot. When I watch Ole Miss, I don't ever see enough pitching to make me think, yeah, these guys are just on the cusp of turning it around. They're, they're, and I think you're right. You wrote this, and you've heard you say it, and I think you're exactly right when you watch their approach at the plate. Like they hit, or they hit six home runs. The other day, they hit six, and this is a fairly crazy stat. They hit six home runs on Saturday, but for the weekend, 
They hit nine home runs, got swept, and only scored 17 total runs in nine home runs. So here's my point, and I think this bears it out. Like, the the wind was blowing out yesterday. It was was nice and warm. It was a great weather weekend, kind of really. Yeah, sure. And so, you know, they're swinging aluminum bats, and so Mm -hmm. the ball carries. And they hit home runs. And Jacob Gonzalez is a terrific baseball player. And Elko is is a power threat every time he steps to the plate. And so you, you're going to hit home runs. But sometimes when all you hit is home runs, it's fair to start wondering, are you pressing? Or is everyone trying to hit a home run? Because teams who try to hit home runs do two things. Hit home runs and strike out a ton. Bad at-bats. You got to move the ball. I don't like their approach at the plate when you just watch. And I don't know. Some of it is home plate umpires are bad, but they're bad everywhere. Like they're you're, they're going to miss calls. I've watched enough SEC baseball this year to they're missing calls on everybody. It, it's it's an equal opportunity disaster sometimes. But their their approach at the plate feels desperate, and I think it's because sometimes inside they're feeling kind of desperate. They know they don't have, and they don't. They don't have a guy on the whole roster. That when you hand him the ball on Friday or Saturday or Sunday or whatever the day hell you hand him the ball, you go, all right, we're going to either win today or we're going to have lots of opportunities to win because Joe over there is only going to give up a couple of runs. We're going to be in this thing. I don't think they have that. And so it changes mindset. It does. And so even when you have an inning where, like, you know, I think it was the Friday game where they had a chance to kind of score a bunch of runs early. Scored two in the first, had two on, and then went foul out, strike out, strike out. Yeah, and so it's almost like okay, we, we have two, but we got to get six. There's no calm. They don't, and, and then defensively, frankly, they're just not very good. Even when they don't make errors, they don't get to a lot of balls. You talked about this, I think, in your stream of consciousness thing. They have an outfield that is converted infielders, and they're fine, but there's nobody out there that's. A game and frankly, changer. that's a program thing that they typically have gotten away with that they're just not getting away with right now. Because they don't have the pitching. Because I think when you go back and you look at where Ole Miss over the last two decades, and I'm not doing the Omaha thing right now. We'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> but over the over the years, they've always had frontline pitching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dudes yeah. who can get you into the sixth, into the seventh, who strike out people, who, you know, um keep you in games where where program issues that you have because of whatever reason kind of don't get exposed or certainly not exposed until much later in the season, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so so now you don't have that front-line pitching. I'm not sure you have the middle-of-the-line pitching. And it prevent it, what it does is it prevents you from being any good, number one, and it exposes every damn problem you have. When you don't pitch well, Everything gets exposed. It's like a football team that can't play defense. I mean, it, it's just so hard to win. Look, they have a couple things here. One of it is on the offense. Yeah, I think they're pressing because of that. Now, are they also pressing because of bigger stuff? I don't know. I'm not in the clubhouse. I can't answer that. I'm not ruling it out, but I don't know. But, no, I mean, Doug, what's different than last year? Doug's not on the field. Yeah. That's a big freaking difference. Gunner's not out there. That, yeah. that that's a thing where hey, like, you know, well, and if you ever and if you've ever played baseball, you know there's a mentality to hey when you when you guys have the best pitcher. I mean, you, even in little league, right? Go back to your little league days. Yeah, 
We, we got this today, I mean, bud. Like, I can remember when there was a kid that pitched in Ruston. His name was Robert Hill. And when you faced Robert Hill, you knew we're not going to get much. He's really throws really hard. It's going to be hard to hit. I mean, you thought about it that day. Well, it doesn't change. Look, you still know. I mean, in the major leagues, there's a difference when you're when you're going to face Walker Bueller than there is when you're facing some kid who just got called up from AAA Iowa and he's, he's got, out there shaking. He's got he, a five point yeah. two at Iowa and he's up because of injuries. Well, you, you're kind of frothing at the mouth to get after that guy when it's Walker Bueller out there or something. You're like, hey, we give up a couple in the first and. Might be night night. It, it, it might be a long day. Yeah. So here's the two stats. Uh, one of these credit for Brian. One of them I found myself is on this weekend. You take out Gonzalez and Elko because I saw a couple things about hey, you know, the offense scored a lot of runs. They just scored 17 runs. You should never get swept scoring 17 runs on a weekend. Right. Outside of Elko and Gonzalez for the weekend, Ole Miss went 13 for 80, which is 162. Okay. With five total RBIs, yeah. four of those five were off solo home runs. Yeah. Just no moving the baseball. No. In SEC play, we have a 12-game sample size at this point. Ole Miss is hitting 234 as a team mm-hmm. with Elko and Gonzalez. That's everybody. Yeah. 309 on base. Yeah. That's pathetic. Yeah. That's approach. 41 walks and 139 strikeouts. That's a pr- th- th- that's those are your numbers. I mean, those are horrid numbers yes, that's your- for anybody who's not really yeah. a, like that's horrid. Yeah. Even- and that's with Gonzalez and Elko. Yeah. That's defensive. Defensively, it's converted outfielders. Burford has really struggled transitioning to SEC at third base defensively. Yeah, he was fielding like eight fifty coming into the weekend. Yeah. Um, look, those are they're all holes, and I'm I'm kind of cutting myself a little slack, and I'm sort of getting on myself at the same time. The pitching problems were obvious, and we just gave so much benefit of the doubt because Mike had always figured it out. If you took a step back, you went, hold on a minute. Derek's probably at least been hurt. He may be hurt now. McDaniel has never shown he can do it consistently. Mm-hmm. You've gone into the portal, and John Gaddis, I do think, is a capable arm, and he is a capable arm in the right situation. Yeah. But you're counting on him one of your top two days when he's only been at Corpus Christi. Yeah. And Washburn is frankly doing the exact same thing. He's, he's almost kind of the baseball version of Ty Fagan. He's doing exactly what he was doing elsewhere in the yeah. Power Five here. Like, yeah. He walks too many guys, but he's got a lot of arm. Okay, so, like it, it, so it, that that leads us into the conversation that you and I had before we hit the button. Yeah, sure. Right. Yeah, sure. So, perceptions reality, even when the perceptions not reality. Okay. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, and we'll probably break and get okay. into this hard, but go ahead, set it up, and then we'll go. So the perception is mm-hmm. after the super regional last season, and frankly during the super regional last season, but that, I'm not putting that on him. Um, Mike Bianco had his eye on the LSU job. It was open. Sure. He wanted it. And there were reports that when we know who the sourcing were on the reports, it was Skip Bertman and all those people down there in Baton Rouge who played. Sure. They wanted Mike Bianco. And Mike interviewed for the job, didn't get the job, came back, and Ole Miss put out the New Heights thing and all that stuff. And there's a perception that, well, that time could have been spent in the portal. That time could have been spent building your roster, knowing where your weaknesses were, addressing it. And again, I'm not saying this is fair. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. I mean, not, in, in fact, I know it's not, and I know why it's not, but it doesn't matter. That's the perception. And when you have these gaping holes on your roster, and they do, mm-hmm. 
And now you circle it back a year later. And I said on this show at least twice before it happened. Sure. You can't, because I remember arguing with Glenn Gilbo about it. Yeah, I remember this. You can't go interview for a job in your same division of the same league, not get it, and come back unless, unless. You can't be out of as having publicly interviewed. Right, right. Yeah, yeah just, you can, just you can, for, yeah, you can yeah, do yeah. 4,000 Zoom calls. Yeah, sure. But you can't Because that happens all the time. Go you, ahead. You can't go meet the yeah. AD. Yeah, go ahead. Unless you're going to win super big. Yeah. And if you don't win super big, it's this, which is here we are with the, the elephant in the room at all times. And now you get into And I wrote this in 10 Thoughts. And we'll do a break. We'll come back and talk about all this on the other side. But I watched the game yesterday. And I don't know. You were there. You can probably address crowd better than I could. It it wasn't it didn't have the same feel to it as earlier in the year. Now they're gonna in two weeks Mississippi State's gonna come in and you're gonna get uh the double decker crowd and you're gonna get uh Grove Bowl crowd and Yeah, it's an artificial it, it's gonna be yeah, and then, but then after that they go to Fayetteville and then they come home to play Missouri. I, I don't think I think they go to Columbia, but whatever. Whatever. Yeah, they play somebody. But when they come home to play those last couple of series, there's a chance that May is pretty sleepy out there. And if it is Students start leaving sometimes. Yeah, you know, and people, yeah, people just check out. The weather gets nice. You've got little Johnny's got little T ball. As the stuff happens, if that happens, I think it gets it gets awkward. And I don't. I mean, I, I think I think the the end result is somewhat inevitable. Frankly, barring a turnaround, here's what's interesting: the next two weeks they play teams that you can turn it around against. You can you can go to Columbia and sweep them. They're bad. They're not. They're, you said schizophrenic, and that's a good word. But because they do have, they have, they have wins over now. Vanderbilt's kind of bad right now too. But yeah. they have, they have series wins over Vanderbilt and then Texas, who are more talented. Yeah, and then you get Mississippi State, who's look Mississippi State. They're worse than you are. They're a millimeter away from back to back sweeps at Arkansas and LSU. I mean, yeah. they, you know, they're not good. They're not good, and 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 you can beat them. But if you don't. If you don't dominate these next two weeks, then you got to go to Fayetteville, where winning two is well, going to be difficult. Losing two out of three in Columbia, just straight math, you're five and ten at the break. Yeah, and, and you're in trouble because you still got to go to Arkansas. You still got to play LSU. LSU. You still got to play Texas A and M, who I'm telling you is plucky. Yeah, and it just becomes almost impossible to get there. And if you don't make the tournament, and I think because at this point the whole hosting conversation is out the door. Yeah. This is about that's not even worth the conversation. This is about getting into the NCAA tournament. And if you don't, yeah, I think it becomes very different. And obviously, bare minimum to get into the tournament's thirteen wins. I would think so. And frankly, maybe fourteen. Probably so. It happens at thirteen, but you're bubbly as hell. Yeah. So, anyway, all right, we'll talk about it in a second. First, talk about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Grenade and Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenade and Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's Grenade and Nissan. USA.com. Brought to you by Dead Soxie. Go to um, good thing Dead Soxie didn't just go with the, the home run thing this this week. It'd be, been a bad week for the home run. It'd be 90% off. It's uh, 25% off promo code Rebel Grove at checkout. The best socks you'll ever put on your feet. I, I'm a huge fan of the no shows. If you uh, don't like going sockless, 
and you don't want your socks to show, Red Soxies, they're great. They, they do not uh, run down your heel and stuff. They're awesome. Again, DeadSoxy.com, promo code RebelGrove. Uh, my 10 weekend thoughts are up. They got published about 7.50 this morning. I did the best I could. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patches. They're the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch is used before or while you drink. The overtime patch is used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for the next play. Go to GameChangerPatch.com. Enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Brought to you by ACS, Automation and Control Systems, LLC. It's a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. And we're brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. have been serving the Oxford area for um, more than 73 years, almost 75 years. From engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. It's the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. Podcast is brought to you by Johnston Hill Creamery, small batch artisanal cheese. They make it in-house every day right there off Molly Bar in Oxford on White Oak Lane. They have charcuterie, a bakery, catering, grazing tables, and more. And you can still get some uh, some Easter pre-orders coming up. Those are being picked up this week, April 14th, 16th. Grazing box, dessert box, carrot cake that is, uh, is, is a big favorite. So find out everything they have uh, available there at johnsonhillcreamery.com. On Instagram at johnsonhillcreamery. And again, 662-419-9201. Yeah, you mentioned the, uh, the Dead Soxy. My uh, my favorite pair. I'm more the dress sock guy because I don't wear socks with loafers. But um, they and this is actually a this is a compliment. Everybody go, hey, but how long do they last? They've been advertising with us for a really long time. And my favorite pair that I wear constantly got their first even semblance of a hole yesterday. So it's been that long. It's been th- three four years now of, of wearing them pretty common, and they just started to show a little fray yeah. finally yesterday. So. It's all I have. So. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because they will stay up over your calf, too. I know a lot of people go, no, they're going to fall down. Nope, nope they're not. Nope. It's almost kind of like golf short technology. you got little beads. They hold them up. It, yep. it works really well. So, again, yep. there, dead socks. Um, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's so many parts to even start it with. But well, it's yeah, harder no, for no. you to do. Because people understand this. It's just harder for you to dive into because you've got to cover these people. Um, I don't. So it's easier for me to sit here and and, and well yeah because I do it in basketball no 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 current blah, blah, blah. yeah okay, I don't see him like whatever because um, there's nothing more miserable ask me about t- 2011 sometime than than covering a coaching staff that you've written they're they're gone because they're gone yeah and you have to go out there and stand there at practice and just get the lasers looked through you because they're they're people and there's jobs and families and egos and all those things yeah okay look. And it's a couple different parts. The plural issue to start, and then we'll get into the other. That's where you started. Yeah. Okay. Ole Miss, as a program, is built on recruiting from the high school level. Mm -hmm. That is the way they have figured out the best way to do it, given – I'm not staying on scholarships. I'm saying given your 11.7, that's the way to do it. Right. You you, you go, you identify, you pay, and then you need those guys to work. Because at the end of the day, that is what this team's problem is, is Mm -hmm. that they're giving – 
high-level scholarships or they're getting upperclassmen who don't pitch that they counted on to run the program at this point. Diamond, McDaniel, Kimbrell, Burton, even Doherty and Mallets to a point. Those sophomore and juniors who have not panned out. Yeah. That is the problem with this team if you just had to pick one. Now, yeah. there's not one, but that would be the one. For sure. Okay, so when you go into the portal – and all your scholarship money's taken up. Now, should you make the argument, hey, everybody else in the league mostly does it. Mike's almost a little too nice of a guy. Should you just cut a bunch of folks? Maybe. Sure. Feel free. It's college athletics. Have at it. Sure. But they didn't have any money. They went after Jack Moss, then ends up at Texas A&M. Now, they hired his hitting coach and whatever, but Ole Miss wasn't going to get him because they had no money. The little left-hander for Arizona that was in the portal. Ole Miss was a finalist for him. They had no money. There was no way to get him because there was no scholarship money available for guys who needed scholarships. They ended up with Jack Washburn, whose dad was a multi-year major league player. He's probably playing his own way. I have no idea either way. And John Gaddis, who deferred medical school, and I'm assuming is definitely on academic scholarship. That's who they got. Yeah. Now, again, right, wrong, not my point. My point is that given the current setup they had this summer, that was all they could do in the portal. It is what it is. Yeah. The problem is the current roster. It's not who they picked up in the portal. But, no, look, you lose – I mean, Ole Miss sold a ton of season tickets because Ole Miss sells season tickets in baseball. And they were going to be really good. They were ranked fifth in the country or whatever, mm -hmm. and everybody comes. That's what happens. And that's a whole other conversation for another day about did Mike build it? Did he not? I, I don't care. It's irrelevant right now. Mm -hmm. We can have that if you'd like later. But no, I'm, good I'm good right now. I'm good for right now. Okay. So – that's what's interesting is everybody who got pissed off by the LSU thing, they still bought tickets. They just went into it with a negative mindset. Mm -hmm. That's the way I'd kind of characterize it from a lot of my friends and people I know in town that, no, we're still going, but my God, we're, we can get sarcastic a little quicker. We're going to skip a couple other games. It was yeah. it was a pretty lazy atmosphere for the most part all weekend. It was quiet. Now, look, Ole Miss did very little to – Pep them up. It's not the fan, you know. I mean, we can have the chicken or the egg, but you know, it's no, at the I, end of the day when it it's no energy. It's no. It was energy. different. It came across differently on television. It's a late arriving crowd. Mm -hmm. A couple days where yeah. it was on over into it a little bit before it filled out. No, it did fill out, but it was. That's why if the next three weeks don't go swimming, swimmingly, May's got a chance to get. I don't know. It's not even really seeing it different ways or disagreeing. The LSU thing, because I agree with everything Neil's saying. The problem is that Keith was trying to thread a needle yep. that was so thin. You want Mike to get the job. Yep. Well, okay, to to ensure that he interviews and gets it, you have to be okay with him doing that. Yeah. Because he could run the risk going, well, no, I'm good then. Forget it. Well, I don't really want that. I'd like to do this, so I need you to go. Right. While also realizing, hey, if this gets – frankly, everybody just trusted Scott Woodward, yeah, which is that's a – well, that's that's Ooh. it, right? That's it, right there. I mean, that at the end of the day, if Woodward doesn't do that, because again, for anybody who needs a little quick rehash here, the people that wanted Mike at, at LSU were a lot of the former players, Skip Bertman, his Legion, or whatever that looks like at LSU. I don't know their their dynamics that well. Scott couldn't just tell all those guys to go kick rocks. He had no ability to do that, right? But he wanted to hire his own guy. He didn't want to hire Mike. Yep. So his thing was, well, I'll just leak it and make Mike pull out because if it gets out publicly, Mike can't stay in that race. He has a job, and that solves my problem. Yep. So at the end of the day, everybody went into it thinking, oh, well, it'll, you know, this is how you do it. You stay discreet. You'll go here and blah 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 blah. Well, it didn't stay discreet at all. Um, no, and frankly, some and and look, uh, people would say you don't work in this business, you don't understand it. It's, it's fair. 
It's where your agent has to make the call that goes, look, we can't interview unless we have the job. Well, yeah, you just don't do an in-person interview. I mean, we can do this. We can Zoom. All day. We can text all day long. We can have phone calls. Yeah. We can we can, we can can talk on the phone till 3 in the morning if you'd like to. But we can't come physically. Ole Miss did not think Dan would take the job if they fired Mike. A lot of people think that. I'm not. That's not critical of Ole Miss. I don't know. All right. Yeah. Beats me. Beats me. Um. So the path that they took, and I guess, again, I'm not really disagreeing. I'm just saying it, it's such a weird deal because – this is, to me, more just the repercussions of the plan they took. Not necessarily, unless you were just going to go, hey, look, yeah, go do it. We support you. And then when he comes back in and you go, hey, you're fired. You shouldn't have done that. Right, right, right. No, no. And, and that, no, of course. I mean, Keith's not doing that. <clears throat> I mean, that would be a pretty shitty human, frankly. Um, it's But you get back into the other where you have to say, hey, look, if you go interview for this job and you don't get it and you come back and next season doesn't go well, it's going to be caustic. Well, yeah, sure. That part, sure. It's going to be caustic, frankly, so caustic that it's it's not going to be sustainable. But, hey, we want you to go do that. And it's, it's, yes, like you said, they were trying to thread a needle. But here we are. Chet, I didn't say nobody had a problem with it. I said Mike's supporters were those people. Not that everybody was great with Mike. That's not what I said at all. Look, he would have been highly criticized in that fan base for getting hired. Of course. Hired. It was the LSU old guard that wanted him. You know how old guards work? Seen that in Oxford? And the part that the NIL people don't get is someone says adapt or die. Fine, but you have to have NIL money to adapt. And, you know, they don't have it. It's not there. It's like basketball. They're struggling in the portal for a couple of reasons. One, the perception that it's a lame duck. And two, there's no basketball NIL money. And to to, to my knowledge, there is not some large plan in place for baseball NIL. I mean, I, there's some conference-wide stuff happening right. that could benefit Ole Miss like everybody else. Yeah. But that's not a plan that does a lot for Ole Miss because, and I wrote on the board yesterday, if that's what you're counting on, well, that's covering scholarships at all all schools. Well, then any additional NIL money is essentially just paying salaries to players. Yes. So then you're still behind. I mean – it's up to Ole Miss people to fix this problem if you want this problem fixed. That's up to you. Yes, but no question. that's how this would get fixed if no that's question what you feel like it. doing. Yep, no doubt. Um, yeah, I mean. You can't say – Hardman says, I hate to say it, Chad is right. We should have let him – should never have let him come back. Should have canned him once the interview went public. You're missing the point. You can't do that. You can't say, hey, you have permission to go interview. We, we think it's a great idea. I know it's your alma mater. We support you. And then you two days later, you go, hey, what? No, you shouldn't have done that. Peace. Yeah, no. No, that's no, not the no, answer. No, no, no. That would have been no. 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 Yeah. Now, that would have harmed you in the next search. Yeah, it would have been yeah. beyond crappy. Now, should someone have had the conversation where you sit in the room and go, hey, look, you've got to make sure you have this when you go interview. You have to make sure you, you – And I have no idea if he thought he did or didn't. I have no clue. I think he thought he did. My gut is my, yes, my but gut I don't is, know. My gut, my gut is he thought he had it. Well, and, and, again, I get that, Hardman. He says I wouldn't have given him permission in the first place. Fair enough. But, but you did. 
And you did with a purpose. You did because you were... You were trying to get Dan McDonald as your head coach. Yes. And you knew that Dan would come if Mike had landed at his alma mater Yes, at a happy place. And that wasn't just Keith. There was a lot of industry people that said that. Yes. That was very well known last June. And so Dan was very frustrated out of COVID at Louisville. And so you, you had a path, and you were trying to get that path. But to get that path, Mike needed to get the LSU job. And so you let him interview. You encouraged him to interview. You wanted him to interview. You wanted him to get the job. That's the reality. It's the part that I, I'm not sure that the people who aren't the hardcore fan get that part. And they're mad that he went and interviewed for a job, but it's more complex than that. Yeah, it wasn't a normal year where you had no idea where you were going, and he just goes, hey, nope, I'm going to go to LSU. And you go, hold on a minute, what are you doing? That's, yeah. No, it's yeah. not really. So, it is what it is at this point. And these next three weeks, pretty big, because if you don't, if you don't make some hay in the next three weeks, the math becomes beyond problematic, and you get into May, and it's over. And it's been a minute since old. We've always talked about this that he's never had that bottomed out year, and the schedule might not allow for it this year. But like I wrote this in Ten Thoughts, if you're South Carolina, you're looking at Ole Miss right now, like, okay, this is a chance for us to get well. If you're Mississippi State, you're looking at that trip to Oxford, going, okay, this is a chance for us to get something going. Nobody's looking at Ole Miss going, oh, my God, we play them now? Everybody's going, okay, this is a chance. And so people are going to approach you that way. Arkansas suddenly looks at you and goes, okay, this is a chance for us to build national seed stuff. You know, we could get some wins here. So you you face that now. People approach you differently. So it's a real challenge. And if in the next three weeks it doesn't go well, say they go four and five or three and six in the next three weeks, the math then is such that May is doesn't matter, and it's been a minute since that's happened here. And people are used to that place jumping in May, and if it's asleep in May, I think the writing gets on the wall. Ginger nailed it. She, yes. One sentence, she nailed it. Four words. We gambled and lost. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, There were like four outcomes, and it was the worst of the four that happened. Yeah, it's it's the ping pong ball lottery. The ping pong ball did not work out for you. It, the plinko thing did. You finished third in the standings, and you are going to draft seventh. Why? Because the one, the ten percent chance of something going really wrong struck. It's like the opposite of when the Pelicans got Zion. Yeah, when they just hit. Hey, we hit, we hit the lottery. We yeah right. You know, that's not that's not what happened. You you gambled and lost. Yes, that's exactly right. It's more complex than that, but boiled down, it's that, yes. And it feels, barring some crazy comeback, I, I mean, it, it feels imminent. I mean, just mm-hmm. predetermined at this point. I, I don't see how you can let it sit. No, I mean, I mean, there's a path to making it palatable. That's a... Hey, we're not going to fire you. You're going to resign, but we're going to pay you as if we fired you. We're going to hold the big honor you weekend and stuff and take the salt out of it. That's it's a little early for that conversation, but we're getting there. It's not time yet. But I mean, the kids are in the back going, are we there yet? No, but we're getting close. 
Yeah, we're not. I'm, I'm not mad at your question anymore. Yeah. Like, I mean, two weeks ago, it's like shut up. Yeah, yeah and yeah. now it's oh uh, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. Close. <laughs> I mean, Ole Miss hasn't had a baseball search since June of 2000. It's fairly fascinating. Just sure. even sure. All the talk about the program is this or isn't this or whatever. About to find out. See what happens. Possible. Because we also don't know, and I I don't have an answer here. I keep getting asked this, and I'm not dodging the question. Again, I don't – I'm not calling a bunch of players right now. I don't know. People say, hey, you know, Mike gives them the big speech on Saturday because he – just quickly, what happened there? Friday, I don't know exactly what he said, but we were close enough to the huddle that he raised his voice. He was louder on Friday with them after the game than typical – Saturday, he kind of hugged them a little bit. It was very much, hey, we got to stick together. Friday, let's, they let's... were really flat. Yeah. And Saturday, they really competed. Yeah. He, he praised them, said, hey, that's the energy we have to have to have yeah. us, give us a chance. Come on. Like, let's come tomorrow. Let's do it. I love you. Block out all the crap. Stay with together. Whatever, whatever. To me, the Saturday game was the, the killer in so many ways because you, 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 you played so hard. You kept coming back, and it still wasn't enough. And that was Alabama. Not Florida or Vanderbilt or it was a team that frankly you should always be more talented than. Yeah, and you couldn't And frankly and it, you're more talented now now. And and on Sunday you just can't put Alabama away. You know? I mean you get close, then they hit a two run home run to put it back out to four. And it's just to me that there was a moment in that game, I think it was top of the ninth. It was five to three, and the kid for Bama hit a home run and Bench did all he could do. I mean Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can only climb the wall so high. Yeah. And he just kind of put his head down. And at that moment, it was kind of like that's that, in a nutshell, it's kind of where they are. Like, that. you just can't get past Alabama, which speaks volumes. Well, no, that, in, in a way, that was, I was talking to Suss about it. And he, he actually, for anybody, he had like a really long digest of kind of what, 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 what where this thing's at. That's maybe the toughest part is that Mike said, hey, you guys had really good energy on Saturday and Sunday. You showed up. You competed. We just weren't good enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's what, I mean. that's what yeah. I'm saying. And when you're not good enough and it's that's Bama. That's what I'm saying. When you, when you can look at a group of guys and go, you played as hard as you could. And yeah. they did. <laughs> they did. I mean, yeah. did the they, pitchers aren't trying to not hit spots. Yeah. They tried really hard. Which – Full circle on the whole conversation. Are you trying too hard? Well, yeah, but if you, yeah, it's just at the end of the day, if you aren't good enough, you're just not good enough. Baseball's kind of one of it's sports are that way, right? Yeah. I mean, sometimes you just play a team that's better than you, and sometimes in the course of a season, you just realize we're not real good. Yeah, they they've had one pitcher go at least six innings in, a, in an SEC game this season. One. Delusia. Yeah, he's yeah. done it twice. Once yeah. out of relief, once as a starter. Yeah, they're a bad fielding team, and again, their own base percentage is three oh four. And so you 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 head to South Carolina, and you're like, okay, well, how do we put a pitching plan together? And then the next week, Mississippi State comes in, and how do we put a pitching plan together? And then you go to Fayetteville, and at some point, that just, nah. that becomes yeah, and that's yeah, that's where they are. Yeah. So, podcast brought to you in part by Visit Oxford. Visit OxfordMS.com. As we said, a couple weeks away from double. Decker, Ole Miss, Mississippi State Baseball, Grove Bowl, also uh, Double Decker. As we uh, said, there's plenty going on here in town. If you haven't taken care of everything that you could potentially reserve, now is definitely time <laughs> to do that. 
Um, it's a little late, but get at it if you haven't. Um, a lot of people Good in town. This, a lot of people were in town this past weekend. They had Mississippi Day. Dolly Parton was in town. You would have needed to have done it then too. But double deckers that on steroids. So uh, a couple weeks away. Take advantage. Go to the website. Visit OxfordMS.com. See the events page. Everything going on this week and every week. And get your reservations in now. We're also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call the people at Southern, 662-429-4429. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. It has two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet in Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. You don't live in Jackson's? Okay, go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. Whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. Pinnacle is based in Madison, Mississippi, but they've got clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. To learn more, go to mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N-Wealth.com. Had a couple people reach out to me over the weekend asking about John Edwards. If you're thinking about travel, thinking about a summer vacation, uh, whatever the case may be, get in touch with John. Here's what you do. This is important. You give him some parameters, yes, but give him a budget. Don't, I don't really know. Figure out how much you're willing to spend on your vacation and give John a budget. And I promise you, he is going to put together a plan uh, that you're not going to be able to do on your own. And he's going to let you really maximize your vacation and let it be one that creates a lifetime of unique memories. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Um, speaking of people coming up for double-decker and baseball and such, it, when you're up, check out OPA, Oxford's newest restaurant on the historic square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, and amazing candlelit patio. All of that at 306 South Lamar, just south of the Square Courthouse in Oxford. Podcast also brought to you by Northeast uh, Spark. Sorry, I'm having a uh, little bit of a mouth issue and a uh, little bit of a computer issue all at the same time, which is not a good thing when you're trying to find something. Northeast Spark serves people across rural communities. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze. It is one gig. I've got it at home. have it here as well. NESpark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service is available. Portal controls, network security, and much more. So call with the office for details. Again, in Lafayette County and pieces of Pontotoc and Union Counties. They do not currently have internet. They are going to take care of you as well. Again, that is 662-238-3159. Um... Let's see, add it up here. I mean, yeah, I mean, as of the moment, I don't know tiebreakers and whatever, but Ole Miss actually would have to win a tiebreaker to make Hoover right now. Um, two teams don't go to the SEC tournament. Uh, Missouri is 3-9 and nine in the SEC. Um, oh, that's right. There are a bunch of 4-18. and eight teams. There's a ton of 4 Ole Miss, State, South Carolina, and Kentucky, Kentucky are all 4-8. and eight. That is correct. And there's two 5-7s. Who are the five and sevens? Florida and Vanderbilt. And Vanderbilt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I was looking at the polls a minute They'll ago. Separate. They'll both. They're they're both going to be fine. Vanderbilt's five and seven. Florida's five and seven. Ole Miss is four and eight. 
from a preseason poll standpoint, that's so fairly you have humorous. A, you have a 12 and 0, two 8 and 4s, and a couple of 7 and 5s? Yeah. So in the SEC West, Arkansas is winning it at 8 and 4. LSU 7 and 5. Auburn 7 and 5. Yeah. Played really well since Ole Miss. But yeah. Butch is a good coach. He's a really good coach. Butch is a good coach. Yeah. That's for later. <laughs> Maybe Ross was on to something. Um, well, he definitely was. <laughs> he was. Which is a good coach. I'm just people's blood pressure is already high enough. I'm not detailing that conversation right now. Um LSU seven and five, Auburn seven and five, Alabama seven and five now after beating Ole Miss three times. A and M six and six and Ole Miss and State four and eight in the West. Yeah. Uh in the East, Tennessee twelve and They're the first ever SEC team to get to twelve and um through four weekends. They're thirty one and one overall and they have won twenty three straight games. They're Missouri played them pretty oh, well. Missouri played them really well, Chase. I mean, they, they really did. did. They played them well. I mean, they really did. I mean, it was kind of that deal, though. Like, somebody goes, oh, God, Missouri's up 2 nothing." I'm like, it's the third inning. Tennessee's yeah. going to win the game, but, like, no, whatever. But, but, yeah, no, I mean, if you're if you're the two people out there who care about Missouri baseball, you're like, hey. That's good. We, we tried, nice job. We tried hard. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia eight and four. They've played pretty well most of the season. They well, have some bullpen issues, but they're pretty good. They have that thing that Ole Miss has always had, which yeah. is that front line pitching that you can yeah. hand them the ball and go, "We're going to be okay." We, we we have a few innings to think about this. Yeah, to figure it out. Yeah. Look, when you have a dominant starter that's better than most of the league's dominant starters, it, it's it's almost impossible to suck. Yeah, of course. Because it just it resets your bullpen. It does so many yeah, other things sure. other than just that one game. Yeah. Florida and Vanderbilt at five and seven. Kentucky four and eight. Carolina four and eight. Missouri three and nine. So yeah, I mean yeah. Well, because I mean you you said it. Carolina's looking at this weekend, going, we have to get this. Oh, of course, we got to get two here. Got, sure, got to get two. Sure. Ole Miss hasn't won a series. I know it doesn't matter. Ole Miss hasn't won a series in Columbia since ninety five, ninety seven, something like that. Doesn't matter. I'm I'll just take your word. Want to get it. out there? No, I mean, it doesn't matter. At They've all. never won a series in Columbia, Missouri. Oh, and two. There you go. Um, yeah, look, I think Vanderbilt's going to figure it out to an extent. They're more. This happens to Vanderbilt occasionally. Not to this. This is the worst it's been. Yeah. But they get more prospect than player. Yeah. Because of who they bring in, and it doesn't really jail. And yeah. they have some guys that have hugely live arms, but they don't know where the hell it's going. And there's some stuff there. Yeah. But there are some guys on that pitching staff that will be in the major leagues in five years, and yeah. you're gonna be like, "Where'd that guy play?" And you're gonna go, "He played at Vanderbilt." And you're like, are you serious? Yeah, 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 yeah. But point being, they're probably gonna figure it out and be completely fine. But like, just condolences to whichever ACC team gets Vandy as their two. Yeah, and you go, "Oh, come on, <laughs> up on, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure." Because they're gonna be okay. Yeah, they're fine. Because right now, I think only. Th- and look, there's time. LSU's got plenty of time to get. There would be three hosts right There'd now. There'd be three hosts in the league. Yeah. Yeah. And only one national seed. Uh, well, no, Arkansas is on pace for 20 and 10. I mean, there are eight and four in the league. Yeah. Just, I don't think so either. I'm, I'm just, just saying. I wrote this in 10 Thoughts. They're fine. That's what they are. They're fine. They're good. But you don't watch Arkansas and go, oh, man, they're, 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 they're world beaters. Because they're not. No. Nolan's Nolan's become a very very serviceable to good Friday night starter to his credit, and they have an upper level on the day he pitches in Wiggins. In Wiggins, yeah, he's a for Sunday starters he's pretty good. But like Florida got to him, um, their Saturday starters just there. He pitches, he takes the ball, 
And their lineup's okay. They're okay. And they've got a couple of bullpen arms. Tiger can be good. Eh, they're all right. They're going to look back at last season as like, whoa, really, really missed an opportunity. And they did. Yeah, because they did. Yeah, they just – Van Horn, in all seriousness, I mean, I said this, and I'm not even really kidding. I don't even have any affinity for Arkansas. I don't really whatever other than just kind of watching them, and I almost hurt for that drop foul ball. From sure. a career standpoint. Sure. Because he gets done and probably never wins it, and it's like mm-hmm. – it was right. Damn it, it, was, it changes everything. It, oh, of course, it was right there. You'd have the banner and the whole deal and the ring and the whole shooting match. And, and frankly, it would take the edge off the rest would, of the time. It would absolutely take the edge off. Instead, you've got people there that are like, you know, we probably could get Fatello. We probably could. It's the <laughs> he, – he'd take it. You know, and might want to hurry, but yeah, uh. probably need if we're, yeah. Well, you're there. You you want to get him? You probably need to go ahead and do it. And so, do you push a legend out the door for just being not quite good enough, but really damn good? And Arkansas has <laughs> been to Omaha. Stop! Yeah, I know. Stop! I know. But it's it's about it's weird. I mean, Van Horn's been there since 03, I think. I yeah, think that was his first season. been there a long season. time. He came from Nebraska. Yeah. He took Nebraska to Omaha. I mean, look, he's a good coach. Yeah. He's, he can be a little weird at times, but he's a good coach. Sure. Most coaches can be weird, frankly. That's probably fair. It's more <laughs> than fair. He's been to Omaha one, two, three, four, five at Arkansas. Yeah. Oh, he's very good. One, two, three. No, six. Six times. Six. Yeah. So, I mean, hard to argue, but no, it all it completely – if a kid catches a pop-up, pop, pop up, it's a completely different – Well, you know, and, and I look at it here, and, you know, I'm not really comparing Ole Miss to Arkansas, but they've been – from a regular season standpoint, they've been the two most consistent teams in the SEC over the course of whatever. Yeah. Um, He had his bottom out year in 16, but he went to the College World Series the year before that, so he was obviously safe. Right. And then they got right back kind of to business and were okay the next year. Yeah. He was in a little bit of heat at the end of 17 because he went 7-23 and 23 in the SEC in 16. And then in 17, he goes 18-11 and 11, but then loses in a home regional. Um, And then kind of went from there. But anyway, irrelevant yeah. conversation. I don't know why how I got down that role. Whew. So Ole Miss, South Carolina, yay. Um, <laughs> attendance. Van Horn has a statue at Arkansas, literally. <laughs> he actually has a statue. Does he really? That's what Alan says. So okay. I'll take Alan's word for it. Yeah, I don't recall. I haven't been to Fayetteville in several years for baseball. I've been a bunch, but I haven't paid attention to what statues they have. You haven't? No. I haven't been to a baseball game there since the time I covered a game with you. Have you not really? Uh-uh. Oh, nine? I've driven right by the stadium. I really? Mean, countless times, but no, I haven't been to a game. Really? Uh, just so we can clear this up, uh, Ole Miss play, does play Missouri at home. Sorry, I thought that was in Columbia, Missouri. It is not. They've got State, Arkansas, Missouri at LSU, A&M to close yeah. at home. Yeah. So they have three road series left, LSU, Arkansas, and uh, – LSU, Arkansas, and L- LSU. Yeah, LSU, LSU, South Carolina, and Arkansas. Correct. Still yes. Yeah. That's uh, that's that. 
I'm assuming because of how sleepy it was, you did not watch much Masters over the course of Saturday and Sunday. Um, it's kind of hard to get into. I wrote this in ten thoughts. I'm mostly saving football for tomorrow, people. That's yeah, kind of where I, we're. I, um, we're going to need something other than this. Yes, we. I, yeah, we can't do yeah. this show five days a week. Um, yeah. it's not possible. Um, yeah, I, no, I mean, I, I didn't know who Scheffler was going into the weekend, and yeah. by the end of the weekend, I really liked the guy. Did you? Yeah. Um, he's a good dude. Yeah. 25 years old, this is happening. Kind of reminds you of Spieth a little bit early in his career, both just, and I don't mean the Texas part, just yeah. it's happening a little more really humility fast. at least. It's happening really fast. He's won four tournaments in 57 days. Wright Thompson wrote a really good story. You know, I mean, he quoted the people, so I'm going to take their word for it, that that Scheffler woke up on Sunday morning and cried, cried got upset. I mean, I'm not ready for this. This is this is so fast. I, mean, I can't imagine how fast it must feel. Keeping your nerves over eighteen holes because it's so slow. Yeah, there's so much time to think. Cam Smith comes out, birdies two in a row. Like it. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, look. Even on eighteen, he's all so unsettled. He like four putts from four feet on eighteen because he's all fidgety. I mean, he's, yeah. No, he was. He needed to take a minute. Yeah, the caddy Ted Scott stepped in and was like, "Whoa, hey, chill." Just a little three foot putt. You're okay. I mean, he, he literally might have really felt some stuff had Rory been like too closer because Rory shoots 64 on Sunday yeah. to just finish second. But I mean, I followed that part on Sunday because Rory yeah. was playing so well. Yeah. And it was kind of fun. But you're like, dude's so far behind that he's, oh, he had no chance. Yeah. He's going to have to have. And, and Rory. It's the frustrating thing is that he's the most, one of the most talented humans in the world, but he just. And Rory said as much he, when he finished, and they said, "You know, what are you thinking?" He's like, like, I, 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 I played great, but I didn't. I, that's not it. it. This is he not, lost it on Thursday and Friday night. Yeah, he's like, "This is not going to happen." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it was, well, it was, it was, it's fine. Yeah, it it wasn't particularly compelling because the Masters are supposed to have some drama, and there was no drama. And unless Scheffler wins. Four or more majors, five, maybe he does. I mean, hell, who knows? It's going to be known as the one Tiger found a way to finish yeah. down the road. Yeah. Well, and that's what you asked did I watch. I, I did. I watched a lot of Tiger because they, they had the thing where you could just watch Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just watched Tiger. And so I'll be curious to see, like, what the ratings are. Yeah. If this is the first year that the Thursday-Friday ratings are better than the Saturday-Sunday. Because I think a lot of people were cheering for Tiger just because yeah. – not to win. I think you knew he wasn't going to win, but to play well. And he did. And, and then he got He's tired fine. and he was good. But yeah. Yeah. We knew Saturday and Sunday the walk starts getting to you. You sure. you've used all the adrenaline to make the cut. Yeah. And he was safe from the cut the whole time. He played well. But, you know, Scheffler's a potential star at this point. So you kind of watch him. He's a damn good star. Because his game. You just never know when it leaves. You know, speed immediately. I mean, Rory hasn't won a major since he won two in a row in 14. Yeah. Spieth is, frankly, a bad golfer right now. It's interesting. That's what struck me was just how many people I'd not heard of, mm -hmm. and then you'd watch them swing, and they're like, that dude's good. Well, I mean, it's, it's the youth movement. I yeah. mean, you know, as we talked about last week, the top seven in the world, only one's at least 30 years old, and that's Patrick Cantlay at 30. Everybody else is in their 20s. Yeah. So it's been a huge – guys who their entire career, they've been fit, and they've done everything to maximize. And yeah. That's easier than the guy who's 34 and goes, hey, I'm going to go fix all the 15-year. Okay, but you can get better. But yeah, that's a tougher, that's a tougher road. 
That's what was interesting about Scheffler. Like, he's fit, but, like, he's not ripped the no, way no, no. some of those other guys He are. didn't look like Kepka or DJ or one of those guys. Yeah. That's just like a golfer. Yeah. Just, but he hits a long way. Got great hands. I, I did find it interesting. He was nervous, and so his wife fixed him a, quote, big breakfast. I thought to myself, that's the last thing I'd want, nervous. <laughs> like Pancakes and omelets. No, 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 no. <laughs> you wouldn't eat. You'd no, like, I just would I when I'm super nervous, I just I, I can't eat at all. He watched the office on Saturday night. That's the way he Let's killed see, Saturday night. Go. Was he watched the office? That's smart. Yeah. By the way, Family Guy last night was hilarious. It was awesome. If you have a two forty tee time and a three shot lead, how are you filling your day? I mean, I I wouldn't know. I would. And he acknowledged that. I mean, the butterflies were airplanes. I mean, you, you can say you're not going to get nervous and stuff, but you are. I mean, you just, I guess you just watch TV and relax. And then when it's time and to watch go, the clock, you to have to make up. yourself not get ready and go early. Yeah. It'd be so tempting to go, let me just kind of go start. And it's like, dude, you're going to be exhausted if you start yeah, you, piddling at nine o'clock in the morning. You have a routine that starts a certain amount of time before you're around and you wait for that time. And I'm sure there were people around him that did that. And, you know, he had family and stuff, and I'm sure that you just sitting. I thought it was really funny. It's a, it was a, it was a neat, it was not a neat. It was a funny TV moment. Is they they were following Tiger off his round, and he's hugging his family, and the kids were there, and the whole deal. And I think his mom was there, and uh, somebody, his daughter, you could see she like asked him a question. And she was really interested in something. And he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I, I confirmed that. I told Sky Sports, but I didn't say it on the CBS thing. And CBS, like, cut it, like, right when he was kind of, like, saying that. It was, like, a really sharp cut. And I was like, what was that? And, like, Twitter's blowing up going, what did he commit to? And it was it was the British Open, the Open Championship. Oh, okay. He, his daughter was like, hang on, you said you'd play? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I told him. I, 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 gotcha. I, he said he didn't know if he was going to go to Southern Hills for the PGA Championship, but he would definitely be at St. Andrews for the Open Championship. All right, I got a question. Yeah, sure. Are the birds real? The bird sounds? I don't think so. Because they're too perfect and they're too the same too often. Yeah, there's not enough separation in right. them. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. same bird saying the same thing. So it's either a bird that's really horny or really hungry, or they're piping it in. Yes, I do not believe the birds are real. I do not. I caught myself listening to it. A lot. It is what it is, and you just appreciate it for what it is, and you go, you know what? It's the Masters in spring, and look, they got plenty of walls, yeah. but, but we, it's springtime. We're here, and it's amazing how Sunday at the Masters, the weather is spec freaking tacular every year. I mean, look, it's almost like there's a lot of work going into making sure those damn azaleas bloom when they bloom. Okay, <laughs> yeah, they don't bloom two weeks late. <laughs> yeah, whatever's required yeah. because I mean. Do if it takes more do. money, they just pay the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it is yeah. what it is. Yes. So. <laughs> Podcast brought to you in part by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSeat. Free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. Whether it's one trip to the pharmacy or one delivery, you get what you need when you need it with G&M. Also, again, on the square in Holly Springs with Tyson Drugs. That is 662-236-2222. I'll have a mailbag up. But at some point on Wednesday, it'll be brought to you by Whitney McNutt, Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all of your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo, condos, land, commercial and residential family homes, uh, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been connecting job opportunities to candidates since 1967. 
if you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities all across the board in multiple fields. Uh, their goal is to get to know you, your strengths, and see what you're looking for in your next career move so they can help you find the right fit. It's free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you have nothing to lose by giving them a call. It's uh, 662-832-5138 to get in touch with Will, Sydney, or Kelsey, or you can check out their new and improved website at servicespecialistltd.com. We're brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. They're stylist hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine uh, something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. Uh, these clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental today for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a uh, straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available at CorinthDental.com. And we're brought to you by uh, Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Daryl Oliver and Evan Dial built Bell & Grove, a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. Bell & Grove specializes in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S., they can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rate possible for their customers. In addition, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver at 865 672 6557. Prime Shrimps announced the release of their fourth flavor at primeshrimp.com. The garlic herb butter, the most versatile offering yet. Remember, you can put it over pasta, rice, veggies, shrimp scampi, surf and turf, and much more. They uh, also have the two sauce off offerings with that and the French Quarter Alfredo or the uh, the signature seasoning or the Louisiana Shrimp Bowl, a little spicier option for those who would like that. That's primeshrimp.com. Money back guarantee. Code MPW gets $20 off your first order and it is freezer to plate in less than 10 minutes to make it easy on you for restaurant-quality shrimp. Again, primeshrimp.com. Yeah, I, I saw it on the stream. You you don't just sell your house to Augusta. You understand that they will pay pretty much whatever, and you will do it. That is the answer there. There's a property right next to their lines that Augusta's been trying to get, offering millions for. Uh -huh. Zillow has it priced for $330,000. They're offering millions, and the people will not sell. wonder why. Maybe out of principle. I don't know. Yeah. Your principle would not. Not not at millions. I'm out. Uh, donuts over cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Somebody asked. Some cinnamon rolls or donut, donuts. Like, I don't hate a cinnamon roll. I don't want to make it whatever, but that's not something I'm ever going to crave or really want. Yeah, no. I don't ever crave a cinnamon roll. I don't ever crave a donut, for that matter. If I see it, I go, yeah, that looks really good. But I'm not going, hey, I really want a donut this morning. There's but like, I never like see the big cinnamon roll things and go, man, that looks awesome. Oh, no. I don't. I, I, it looks fine. Whatever. Uh, Vogel out, Lakers head coach. 
Is he fired? Yeah, it looks like it. Yeah. Not a shock. It wasn't his fault. No. I mean, I realize someone's got to take the fall, but. Uh, Luca strains a calf last night. How big of a deal is oh, that? Oh, I didn't know that. Well, if he, if it limits him, it's a real big deal. Suffered a left calf strain after the team's regular season finale against the Spurs late in the third quarter. There's initial optimism. It's not significant. We'll know more tomorrow, and we'll go from there. He's got a week because they don't start the postseason until, what, Friday, Saturday, somewhere in there. So he's got a little time. Probably not a huge deal if it's not. The Mavs are the fourth seed in the Western Conference and face the Jazz in the first round. The series will open at 1 o'clock on Saturday in Dallas. Yeah, so they got time. You think it's probably all right? That's my guess. Play-in starts tomorrow. I hate the play-in. hate it. And I don't know why, because I'm okay with the wild card in baseball. Yeah. But there's something about the NBA play-in that I despise. I think it's because eight already getting in. It's like, yeah. what are we doing? Like, yeah. More than half of the league gets yeah, into the playoffs. Yeah, this is stupid. Yeah. It, it's funny. It was meant to stop tanking. And I guess it... But the nine is not beating the one very often. No. I mean, you're not going to – you're flawed. It's why you're the nine. You're not making the big run. Yeah, the Atlanta Hawks, for example, I think they're the nine. They're not doing anything. They're, they're not they're, – they're not, the Cleveland Cavaliers are the eight, I think. They're not winning a series. What's interesting is had the NBA not rescinded the 16th technical for Luka, he would have not been eligible and not played in the game where he strained a calf on Saturday. Oh, there you go. How does he? How does a star have sixteen techs? I don't watch it, so I'm asking because so, that would be weird. Luca, Luca is a complainer. Okay. Um, Luca walks onto the court complaining about getting fouled. Okay. And officials get sick of it and tee him because he goes too far. So if he would shut up, he would just get some calls and not. And and he does get some calls. And and look, he draws the other team's attention constantly. So sure. he does get fouled a lot. But I suspect that in his games frequently there comes a point where the uh, an official says to him, "Hey, I'm not listening to you anymore." And then he keeps going. And so the official says, "Well, I I told you, so here's the here's a tee. Shut up. And you get 15 of those over the course of the season. I mean, I've seen guys get 16 and get suspended. That's one out of five games. I mean, I've seen multiple guys get that deal. I mean, if you're that guy that always complains to officials. You're getting teed up for complaining. Typically. Huh. It's chronic complaining. It's constant complaining. Not, not, not here and there where it's like, hey, I think you missed this call. I think they listened to that more than – because, frankly, you're almost defeating your own purpose. Well, the, the knock on him has been that he gets too obsessed with that. Like, he's the the antithesis of Giannis, who basically never complains and probably should. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, he just plays. He would get more calls? I don't know. He's <laughs> – he has such a, you know, pleasant – disposition and he's built like an absolute Greek god so I don't know that it matters what seed are they in the east they're the two they are because Miami's the one we can hit this more tomorrow um, but I'll pull it up here ESPN has a full mock draft all 267 picks Mm -hmm. out Um, they have Corral going 40th to the Seattle Seahawks 
Ooh, again, just a little teasing more than anything at this yeah. point. But, yeah, Corral tomorrow, 40th to the Seahawks. They have... And in many ways, that would be good for his career, probably, but that's that would be awfully disappointing to go in the second round. They have uh, Sam Williams going 139th overall to the Baltimore Ravens. 139. Yeah, 139. That feels low. Doesn't it? Yeah, just... That league gets obsessed about stuff, man, and it, it's hard. Once you get a rap, it is really hard to beat that rap in that league. Mm-hmm. And then it does not appear they have Snoop getting drafted. I saw the Athletic had Snoop as a seventh-round pick okay. in there, so we can – What about Ely? Nothing? Did not look. Hold on. By the way, while you're doing nope. that, uh, camps start at Southern Tradition Farm Yep. Uh, May the 30th. There's another camp starting on June the 6th, June the 12th, June the 20th. They're Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 2. For, to, for, for more information about that, contact Susan Walt at uh, 601-278-7563. You can also follow them on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Southern Traditions Farms. The quarterback note in this ESPN one is that they have Malik Willis going number two for the Detroit Lions. Really? That's correct. Wow. Two. Wow. Well, you know, we talked about this a little bit. I think Eric Edholm, one of those hand-raised guys, uh, talked about this. It, It's kind of about market, mm-hmm. you know? It's not really about market value. It's, it's you need a quarterback. There are only a handful of quarterbacks you're picking. So take one. So you take one, unless, you, you know, if you feel – you know, you feel like you could move down from two to seven and then still get him. But the problem then is if you move down to seven and somebody moves up to six and they get your guy and all of a sudden your gamble didn't pay off. Where are you rating from zero to ten, from hollow and dumb and nothing to, okay, fine, whatever, Rob Manfred giving a note and headphones to all the players as a peace offering for the lockout? He did what? Rob Manford gifted Major League Baseball players Bose headphones on opening day as a peace offering after a bitter 99-day lockout that delayed the start of the season. Baseball confirmed the headphones um, and a letter signed by Manford were left at the locker of each player where her team, when teams began their seasons Thursday and Friday. Um, please accept this gift as a small gesture of my appreciation for the hard work that comes with being a major leaguer and your respect for our incredible fans. Thank you for everything you do in a game that is such a rich history and a deep meaning to our fans in the U.S. and around the world. Wishing you the best of luck this successful season. I mean, it's a nice gesture. It's a token. Yeah, but if you're... It's also tone deaf at the same time. It is. I don't I don't even necessarily have a problem with it while I also laugh at it. The noise-canceling headphones. Oh, don't, hey. don't hear the noise. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yes, that, that, that did happen. It is cool to have Major League Baseball back. Sure, yeah. It, I've I've enjoyed it. Yeah. I've, I've turned it on in the background, and it's nice to have games on. And yeah, so. I don't know how many people younger than me feel that way. Right, that might be something for them to be concerned about. But we will uh, talk a bit of football tomorrow. Um, Ole Miss again held another scrimmage on Saturday. We were, uh, and it was it was only a kind of scrimmage. A lot of guys didn't play. It was situational with some scripting is what yeah. it was. So we'll we'll get into that, some pros, some cons. They'll do another one on Saturday, then obviously the uh, the Grove Bowl in 12 days. 12 so days. We will, uh, we'll have that there. So 
Anyway, appreciate everybody in the stream. And we'll say this. Uh, Chase, Chase has a lot of baseball content, content up. Ten Weekend Thoughts are up. There's a ton of recruiting content from uh, the weekend. So if you um, need your news fix, rebelgrove.com, price remains the same. Be a good place to check that out. Yep. So we'll be back tomorrow. Have a good day, and we'll talk to you then.